Eagle looking great. Here we go. Are you ready to start? Yeah, no, I'm ready. Good. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to yet another episode of the Sci-Fi Wise Guys. My name is Anthony. And my name is Chris. And I love the way you're like, try to make it a mystery. Ooh, has it changed? No. Uh, I, I, we are... I hadn't done the delayed intro in a couple episodes. So, yeah, yeah, I guess so. Uh, we are your ever-platonic hosts of the premiere independent B-movie science fiction and science fiction adjacent review podcast. Welcome. How are you doing today, Chris? I'm doing all right. But in order for me to tell you how my day went, mm. I'm going to need two strips of gold press latinum. Oh, two? Two. I actually don't like you that much. <laughs> I do not care. That's fair. I'll tell you for free, Chris. Had a great day. Thank yeah? you for asking. Yeah, I appreciate you asking. Uh, like the... When you show an interest in me, uh, it makes me feel like maybe we're more than uh, just friends in the pod. Oh, we are? We are? Uh, and uh, I think it, it makes the people think that we're friends. Mm. Yes. Just platonic friends, though. 100%. No romance. The most platonic friends that have ever yeah. existed. Yeah. Despite pictures that may or may not exist of us in pools. <laughs> In pools. Yeah, we're yeah, just yeah, chilling yeah. in the pool, man. What's chilling <laughs> in the pool with a couple of bros? Couple of brews, couple of bros. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Some Mike's Hard Lemonade <laughs> and a floating uh, ice chest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then all your stuff gets appropriated by children and you get kicked out of the house. <laughs> Good times. <laughs> Good times. Well, I'm glad, man. How, how, how was your day so well? I didn't do anything. Excellent. I mean, I, I ran a few errands. Uh, I uh, I went to uh, yeah, I ran a few errands. I went to lunch with a couple of work friends plus Josh. Ah, yeah, you know how it is. Who's also a close platonic friend of mine. <laughs> uh, another one of our mutual friends. I don't want to. I don't want to. I'm not going to dox anybody. But uh, uh, the person who introduced us got engaged yesterday, so that was a thing. Wait, the fir- Okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if you knew that or not, but I'm nope. telling you because they they posted it on the social. So I don't think I've talked to that person in a long time. They moved away, you know, and just uh, nope, wrong person. The other person that introduced us. There were two people there. What was it? So it wasn't at the other person's house, right? No, no, I don't think so. Okay, well, we're being as cryptic as possible. <laughs> well, that's neat. Yes. Yeah. Oh, to the oh, okay, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Good for them. Congratulations, yeah, I, I, I guess. yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Now that we've like completely alienated everyone who doesn't know us personally, <laughs> <laughs> we're here once again in live show to talk about Star Trek Lower Decks. We're over halfway through the season, Chris. It's going by quick. Okay. Yeah, well, you know. I mean, I feel like it has. <laughs> I, 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 I just want a little bit more. I don't know. I just want, I just want more lower decks. Yeah, yeah. I'm tired of these ten episode seasons. I want to. I just want to bump the numbers up a little bit. You know, let's get a fifteen episode season. Disney keeps pulling this like, with their Marvel and Star Wars stuff. They're just like, hey, you want six episodes? <laughs> and I'm like, no, I know I don't. Like, if you're gonna give me six episodes, give me a movie. Like, just, just do it. 
Ahsoka just finished. It was eight episodes. Loki just started. I actually don't know how many episodes that's supposed to be. Um, did did you watch all of Ahsoka? I know you watched like, the uh, first half. I guess this is the last episode I have not seen. Okay. The last episode that I remember, spoilers for anyone who cares about Star Wars, is they meet that guy. They meet that guy. And then... Uh-huh. Be and vaguer. Then, and then the, the white-haired girl leaves. Like, she mm-hmm. runs away. Yes. Because Ahsoka reappears. Okay. So that's the last episode that I watched. They meet that guy. Got it. No, Ezra? I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. E- Ezra. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy. I just, sorry. There were so many times they met a guy. <laughs> like, I can think of like, three named guys that they met, right? Because so. they met Ezra. They met Thrawn ever so briefly. Well, did they? They didn't really. Ahsoka has, I mean, she, I'm sure she's met him. Oh, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but they have in the show, they, they haven't, haven't been, been in the same properly room. properly reintroduced, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the little hermit crab people love the hermit crab people. Uh, it's the wrong star thing. Uh, so we, we also. We also had the last very short trek this past week, which actually I think I, it might be my. I'm trying to decide whether or not it's as good as, or it's it's just not quite as good as the holograms all the way down episode. I really enjoyed this one. It's a musical number. I don't really want to get into a big review of it. Like these are two three minute long things. They're animated. You should watch it. I got your uh, orgy scene right here. Got <laughs> you. And it's uh, it mixes Lower Decks, TNG, and uh, I guess the animated series, which I guess ties in TOS. It was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed the little the music number. The music number was very that felt very seventies to me. Oh my! Like, like to end to end with a music number uh, is pretty good. I don't know why because I've not seen all of the animated series, but for some reason it reminded me of Scooby Doo. Like, you know, like at some point in a Scooby-Doo episode, it just, they start running from the monster and it plays music, like a music number. That's what it reminded me of. And I I really enjoyed it. I I really enjoyed all of them. I like that they kind of explored whatever they were going to explore with them. Actually, I'm a little upset we only got a few weeks of them. I figured they would last a lot longer. How did you like the musical number? Uh, Okay, fair enough. I, uh, I (laughs) understood. I got it. Is that um, George Takei? George Takei? Or whichever one. Excuse me, George, if you're listening. Was that him? I thought so. Let's look it up. I'm looking it up in real time here. Do 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 do. But uh, yeah, no, I th- I th- yeah, I that was, was uh, that was George Takei. I thought it was great. Takei. I th- um, I don't remember how it's supposed to be. Um, <laughs> said. I, I thought it was a great song. Like just the the whole you know Riker just with that freaking trombone. He's just everywhere yeah. with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, side note. Back in the day, if you were losing your vision, like as you get older, sometimes some people, you know, they they start to lose their ability to see things close sure. up. Sure. So they said that they as says call, the one bespeckled man to the other bespeckled man. Well, yeah. I, I've always had terrible vision, so yeah, it's, I, I, it, it might get worse. Who knows? But they would call it playing trombone as they would like push, oh, the, try to like push the piece a... of part, the piece of paper farther away from their face because yeah, it kind of yeah, does yeah. look like you're playing trombone. No, that makes sense. Interesting, makes it. sense. Uh, it's real. What's really interesting about the my favorite part of it, the very short track is the positivity in the YouTube comments, <laughs> and then because uh, I well I found I, I saw that they released it because I was on Twitter doing whatever or X or Z whatever they're calling it now, and all of the comments were so negative 
they were just demoralizingly negative. But mm. I was like, oh, I'm going to watch it. I watched it. I loved it. And the YouTube comments are super nice. It's it's a weird time we live in. Uh, my I, I'm not used to having non-toxic YouTube comments. I don't really, I don't know if I like it or not. I don't know. So I'm sorry. So the comments on Twitter were super negative, but the oh, comments super on negative. YouTube. Yeah. And the YouTube, YouTube was positive. positive. Everything's just tipsy-turvy, topsy-turvy. My whole world, left and right, and white as a dog and cats and it's raining. The whole bit. The whole bit. <laughs> this didn't break the fourth wall. It demolished it. <laughs> yeah, now you're just reading YouTube comments. Mm. Rich. Fantastic. Great. Well, let's get, let's get to the main, uh, the main course, uh, as it were, with Star Trek Lower Decks Season 4, Episode 6, Parth Ferengi's Heart Place. The Cerritos visits the Ferengi homeworld. Sitting at a 7.9 out of 10 on IMDb with 142 ratings as of the time of this recording. Uh, that is, I mean, they're they're killing it with the blurbs. <laughs> Absolutely killing it. We're going to get, because it's just the most basic of premises. This is what you want for a 20-minute television episode is you don't want really anything beyond that because it's all spoilers after the premise, right? These blurbs are like, like when, whenever we start out doing, like when we finalize the episode, we do we come up with the title we do the description what i normally do is i just open up a google doc and i just type out the premise of the show in the most simplest of forms mm. or the movie sure and then i just try to church it up uh and, <laughs> and i'm pretty sure that it, it might have been like my plan for this one was that the cerritos crew visits for farangar <laughs> yeah i don't know what else you would do yeah if so, we yeah. uh if we compare it real quickly the ratings see how they've changed how they've evolved uh, episode one, Tuvix, 8.2, still coming in strong. Uh, I have no bones yet, I must flee, 7.9. Uh, in the Cradle of Vexalon, 7.4. And if we scroll down here, uh, Something Borrowed, Something Green, 7.8. And Empathological Fallacies, 7.7. And Parth Frangi's Heart Place, 7.9. So I expect that to settle down a little lower, but right on par with the last last few episodes. I, I have to admit, Chris, uh, I, I, I watched this twice. Uh, I watched it Thursday when it aired, and I watched it just a little bit, like an hour an hour ago maybe I started it. I liked it way more the second time. The first time through, I was just kind of like waiting for stuff to happen, I guess. I don't know what I was, I don't know what I was expecting to happen because stuff does happen. It does have a plot. Um, I was a little bothered by, uh, I'm sorry, I'm jumping in and giving my, my opinions no, and whatnot. I'm breaking the format and instead of introducing show. you, I'm just doing it. It's your show. I'm just taking it over. Uh, the, with Mariner expressing and working through her feelings through violence. Okay. Uh, Rom, like I, I called that Rom was being deliberately obtuse pretty early in that, uh, in that, uh, what would you call that negotiation? And so I was like, okay, this is just, this is what's going to happen with this. We're moving forward here. Uh, Tindy and Rutherford, I'm so glad they didn't like discover they have feelings for each other. I'm just so happy <laughs> that it ended the way it did with their awkward platonic relationship. It's fantastic. Yeah. Miglimo making more food regurgitation uh, jokes. I don't, I think I'll, I will always laugh at those. That is, that is amazing. This doesn't even uh, taste like it's been in my mother's mouth. Uh, you don't have to regurgitate in my mouth twice. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's fantastic. Fantastic. So like the first time through, I think it just wasn't quite hitting for me. 
I mean, I would have probably rated it a little lower. Uh, second watch, it's funny. Uh, I didn't catch on the on the uh, on the first time through. Uh, if we can pull up producer, if we can pull up a picture of Boimler's television here, yeah, just him watching TV. That is. There's just an eye. It's the CBS logo. Hmm. <laughs> and you could see it maybe better if uh, some of the pictures that that pull it out, but it's just the, it's the CBS logo. It even has a little circle in the middle for a pupil that he pushes to turn it on. The view screen works. And if we click over to uh, a picture of like him watching the television. From the point of view of the TV, we'll see that right above him is the Paramount logo. Like when he makes the joke, oh, they put they even put the commercials in the television in the show. It's like mind control, and the Paramount logo twinkles oh, little, above yeah, his head. I see it. Yeah, <laughs> it's really, really it's, it's like it's, cool. it's it's a little on the nose, but I enjoy it. It's like it's uh, they're making fun of modern television while acknowledging that they are modern television. I thought it was pretty funny. Yeah, that's a be- that's the best shot I think I, of the I, uh, uh, of it there. 109 image 109 producer image 109 are the images there's 109 images of this there's 369 there's 369 images of this yes that is nuts so boimler's bit him getting to the left him getting there whipped oh there you go there you go uh we got the eye and the paramount logo in his uh it's hotel room that he doesn't leave i watched tv for eight hours or i watched frangie programming for eight hours it's it's really really funny. Uh, I like that they brought back the the Frangy whip at the very end and use it on Boimler. <laughs> Just go limp, don't resist, you'll be fine. <laughs> uh, I still think uh, you know. Hopefully, in the next episode uh, or two, depending on you know what characters we focus on, Mariner can figure her stuff out. I think the worst way this season could end for me is with Mariner being demoted. <laughs> like in all honesty if she just doesn't progress and goes backwards even temporarily i think that might that might be too much just a bit too much uh, but that, okay. those are my thoughts i thought it was actually a lot of a lot of fun did you catch when they go to the star trek experience slash the starfleet experience bar or restaurant the slow kind of the slow version of the tng or motion picture theme song being played in the background no i guess i did not hear it no yeah, it's like it's like the music in the restaurant mm. and it's like a rendition of the theme song yeah quarks federation experience bar and grill <laughs> uh the only thing that uh i'll i'll just tell you the one thing i didn't like really didn't like about this episode yeah right up front mm-hmm. arvin shimmerman was not in it mm. that's my only real negative thought i actually Maybe, I think in like the first season of this show, we talked about it a little bit. I mentioned Tindy and Rutherford and how I just wasn't sure how that relationship was going to go. Because I, I I feel like the the cheapest way to have an episode or drama or whatever is to make two of these characters, like the one of the, two of the four main characters have a relationship. Like mm-hmm. that's strictly mm-hmm. not platonic. Yep. Uh, and I was worried about that. I'm glad that it finally took them four seasons to address it, but they finally decided to actually do so. so well, they just cool. they addressed it also with Boimler and Mariner early on, where they're just like disgusted with the idea of being anything but friends. Yeah, so but, nice. but like, but they really did like there wasn't any tension, right? right. Like it was immediate. They're like, no, we're not together. We're just friends. Both Tindy and Rutherford had to actually like come to grips with the fact that like. Neither of them see each other in any romantic way. And the, like we actually yeah. get to see it 
Like maybe Boimler and, Ma- and Beckett had already had that, and we just didn't see it because it was off screen or whatever. But sure. yeah, look at that smile. Look at that great smile. I've had that smile. Yeah, yeah I saw it at your wedding. Uh, yeah, that's right. Uh, <laughs> which one? Uh, no, just just this the singular one. Uh, no, I uh, I'm cool with like with getting to see Mariner explore her issues like with violence. I know you said that you're kind of over it. I really like. I think she's going to get promoted beyond Lieutenant Junior grade by the end of this season. Oh, is that your prediction? Yeah, like because she has the most. She has the most experience. I think out of any of them. Oh yeah. Um, I think Tindy's relatively fresh face out of the academy. You know, compared to the rest of them. I mean, Rutherford is quite an experienced space person. Um, yeah, he's just. I don't know how long he's been a Federation officer. And I, same thing with Boimler. I don't know. But I just feel like Beckett has the most Experience. tenure. Yeah, tenure is um, a good word for it. So I feel like she's going to get promoted past Lieutenant uh, JG. Lieutenant Junior Grade? Lieutenant Lute- Junior's Grade? <laughs> I think it's just uh, Lieutenants. Yeah. Actually, but you know, uh, whatever. Well, I, th- I, th- I, think the proper, I think the proper term would be Lieutenants Junior, junior grade. grade. Yeah. yeah. So I, th- I think he had it right the first time. Um, it's still... Uh, it's still funny. Oh no, it's great. Yeah, Rom. I, I actually just recently rewatched. Uh, you can see it on YouTube where the someone takes all of the Ferengi rules of acquisitions. Oh yeah, and like just uh, cuts it into one Super like, cuts it. Yeah. nine minute long video. <laughs> and there's that one with Nog and Cisco where he's talking to him, and he's like, "My father's a my father is a mechanical genius, but he doesn't have the lobes for business." Um, and then Cisco recites the rule, which which I don't remember what it is, but a Frankie with no profit is no Frankie at all. Like, and I'm, I'm not, I haven't seen all of DS9. I'm slowly working through it, but just seeing him as Grand Nagus with a Bajoran lady friend, his special lady friend. Yeah, his um, wife. It's probably one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Like, because I had no idea. Mm. Um, like, I had a big compendium once like the big Star Trek compendium. Yeah. And I would flip through it and I would see stuff that I wasn't familiar with. And I was just like, oh, cool, turn the page because I don't want to know about it. But <laughs> just him being Grand Nagus is comically funny. You know who uh, else, You know who didn't find it funny that he became Grand Nagus? Uh, I'm going to sue. I'm, I don't know his, uh, I don't want to say his name out loud, but I'm sure his initials rhyme with Quark. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, considering yeah. he was Grand Nagus once and he, he was only... Yeah, very briefly. For like yeah. a week and a half, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Long um, enough to, <laughs> to ruin all of it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I keep, I all, I have to keep reminding myself you haven't seen all of Deep Space Nine. That's right. Rom is fantastic. You talk about Armin Shimmerman not being in this, this episode. Of course, we've had him in a previous episode. And it kind of makes sense. He could be anywhere running his yeah. empire. Apparently, he's still around Deep Space Nine. Nog not getting referenced. I, obviously, Nog... We wouldn't see him, and obviously we wouldn't yeah, hear I know, him. I know what happens, um, yeah, but but just be just having him. The fact that he wasn't name dropped. Oh, sorry, we couldn't bring Nog back from wherever he is. Or hey, here's a message from your son. He's off doing whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, would have been really really cool. Yeah, you know, but it is what it is. I would love like out of all of the Nog would be the hardest to bring back just because you'd have to recast him. But I would love to see more Nog for sure. Can we Not get that a shot? you know. I guess you don't know. Nog joins the Federation. No, he yeah, joins Starfleet. Oh, okay. I didn't yeah, know how far he got. He I'm spoiling just, it for you. He just got accepted um, to the Academy. Producer, if you could go to image 34. Is this image 34 right here? No. With the, I, it's a better image. 
with the sluggo <laughs> frangy ear helmet. I want this real bad. Yeah. Yeah. How, how do you feel about Ong Ma? What is Ong Ma? It's when they massage the ears, right? Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, if you're giving or receiving, what type of question are you trying to ask me right now? Uh, I don't know. I think that's what it's called. Yeah. No, Umak. Yeah, that's mm. what it's called. Yeah. But this... Um, Umak. This... I'm trying to come up with a title for this, but I think that's a furring cartery board. <laughs> furring cartery board. <laughs> In the shape of a Starfleet vessel. Yeah. With I the, like the little chips shaped like deltas. Yeah, yeah the delta <laughs> crackers. <laughs> yeah, that's really good. Do you think they do this for the Klingons and it's just like a bucket of live? Gach. Gach. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, why wouldn't it be? I mean, I love that episode. Riker's just trying all the different foods, and it's like, <laughs> it's like so early '80s, or I'm sorry, late '80s, like tech. Mm. And it's just like, cool. Let's just get the nastiest looking shrimp tail we can get. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Keg stands with blood wine. You know, I I bought a coworker once for Christmas um, the blood wine cup. Oh, like, and it actually had in, it had a the recipe to make blood wine. Blood wine. Yeah, that's so. hilarious. He still has the cup. I don't know if I he just, made the blood. Like, it's there. so unsanitary. Is that, is that a guacamole bowl? Of course. Red. They're from California. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, because they have the cup, and then they, they dip the cup in the giant thing of blood wine, and everyone's dipping their hands in it. I'm just saying. But they're Cleons. They got two yeah. immune systems, right? Yeah, they got multiple immune systems or whatever, <laughs> depending on the organ. Yeah. Like, how crazy is it? The evolution is like you're gonna need three of these things because you guys will just not stop dying. To to reference another um, sci-fi franchise in Mass Effect, mm. when you run into the Krogan and you like, and I remember reading the Codex for them and it talks about how they have multiple redundant organs. I was like, oh, Krogan Klingon. I get they're it. Klingon, hundred <laughs> percent. They're Klingon. It's right there. It's just it's just a little close there. Bioware, just a little. It's right there. There's nothing you can do. To convince me they're not Klingons. <laughs> it's, I mean, they, my, is, does Michael Dorn not voice one of them? He does. Yeah. And I kill him. Do you every really? Time. Every time I see him, I kill him in that, in that game. Nice. <laughs> I headbutt him first. Of and course. Then I, and then I you got to gain him. his respect with the headbutt. Yeah. yeah, it's fantastic. So how would you rate this episode for this season here? I feel like we didn't really discuss the A story. Just not the, really. You know, with Rom. But... Yeah. Is it's rare when the captain is the smartest person in the room. This guy, this admiral, whose name I don't even remember, gets blinded by the bling, right? Mm-hmm. They give mm-hmm. him a gold bust of himself and they charge him for it, which <laughs> A plus. So uh, good. And then she's like, nah, dude, he's trying to con you. And he's like, I it doesn't matter. I know exactly what we need to do. We need to we need to just plow through it. Whatever whatever we gotta do to get it done. He just uh <laughs> He's a sucker. It's not even mm-hmm. a good, like, he just, I don't even trust the bridge of his nose, the way his eyes bug out in this bus. I don't like it. I did like the fake out at the end where it looked like she was about to put his bust on a pedestal, then she drops <laughs> it and it's actually a trash can. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's fantastic. Great, great episode. Uh, if I were to rate it on a scale of one to 10, I'd probably say it's a, I think it's a, I don't, it's not a seven. It's it's not a seven point nine. I think it's probably like a mm, mm, eight point two, eight point three. Mm. It's getting there. It's just not yeah. a seven. It's not the worst episode this season. It's yeah. not the best. We've had a really solid season. I do like that we had a uh, we actually had competent upper deckers. 
in this episode. It's nice to have an episode every once in a while you're like, oh yeah, they are a captain yeah. and a commander for a reason. Did you notice that multiple generations of uniforms were were mm-hmm. shown in the restaurant? I thought that was really neat. Yeah. Uh, it's, I didn't, it's an experience, man. There weren't any of like the the red velour ones. No, there was a velour one. I don't know if it was red because she mentions oh, the old ones that used to, the velour ones that used to catch on fire. <laughs> uh, I didn't see one. Uh, uh, she just she pointed. I don't know if she oh. like she didn't show it. She just said, but because those are my favorite uniforms. What the the maroon? Yeah, the the maroon, maroon monster is that what it's called? I can't. Yeah, if I recall, yeah, the, the ones that were apparently so difficult to wear. <laughs> I mean, they looked difficult to wear in universe. I could only imagine what it was like for the uh, uh, for no, the actors. I think they're great, but like even oh, the, yeah, because the Ferengi. I guess they're. It's not because he's not the waiter. I think he's just the maitre d' or whatever. Yeah, the he's host wearing the the one from the motion picture from TMP. Mm, with okay. the with the with the straight up flared out collar. No, not him. It's a uh, image two thirty nine. It's a couple a couple down, a couple over to the right. Producer down. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh. The motion picture uh, uniforms are the literally the worst uniforms. <laughs> we should review the. We should review TMP. I mean, <laughs> well, well, what we should do is we should actually just watch 2001: A Space Odyssey, <laughs> <laughs> and then 2010, and then be like, oh yeah, so we're going to talk about the Star Trek the motion picture and just talk about then just talk Space about Odyssey, yeah, yeah, that could so, work. No, great episode. Like I said, I, I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed Tendi and Rutherford's relationship in this. Um, yeah. Because you get to really explore like that part. Because they're like, it's so easy and it's so cheap and simple to be like, okay, well, we have an idea for an episode, or we need an idea for the episode. We're just going to say these characters have a relationship. Like, yeah, friends did it for years. Like, whenever they needed to extend a season, they'd be like, you know what? Now Joey is in love with Rachel, or like in Saved by the Bell. Like mm-hmm. well, now um, Zach is going to hang out with Lisa, or he's going to hang out with uh, Screech, or whatever his name is. I mean, um, I think that's just sitcoms. Like yeah. most, most not all, but most sitcoms end up being some form of romantic comedy in there at some yeah. point. Right? I think like How I Met Your Mother is a great example. Like that weird. I haven't seen enough mm-hmm. episodes. But I know they pivot like halfway through the series, or maybe it's even later when it's like now Barney and Robin are going to be a couple for a long time. Yeah. Um, it's not. Yeah. I wouldn't call it a pivot, but it, there's a definite gap. But yeah, it's definitely. Yeah. It definitely does that. Yeah. That that's the. It's a great example of a show that was really good. It had a premise that had a definitive ending, and then they went for a couple seasons too long and kind of <laughs> shot themselves in the foot. Unlike like Friends or Big Bang Theory or like you mentioned like older sitcoms, whether it's uh, you just mentioned Saved by the Bell or any of like the TGIF stuff where it's just a premise and then you move forward. How about your mother had a point, a plot going forward and it just, they lost sight of it at some point. Anyway, this is not a how I met your mother review podcast. If you'd like to see us review how I met your mother, uh, or if you just have something we should watch some sort of independent or B movie straight to DVD or stream style, uh, science fiction movie or television show uh, or fantasy or horror or whatever. Uh, you can let us know via email sci-fi wise guys at gmail.com we appreciate the suggestions did you have an idiot of the episode chris i mean i think the answer is clearly the admiral Um, yeah like i mean he's probably going away the winner 
Like, um, he was going to give away the Frangi can use any Federation ship yeah. for any time, whether or not they joined the Federation or not. And it's like, yeah. okay, but, are y'all listening? But I do have to give a special shout out to Rom because he had him. He had him over a barrel, right? Yeah. He was like, cool, I'll sign the paperwork. And then it's like, oh, by the way, you have to, like, you didn't read the fine print. Mm-hmm, <laughs> it's mm-hmm. just like, so I like, he like just dropped the ball at the one yard line, but I I would have liked to have seen them try to recruit the the, the Klingons in the Federation. <laughs> I think it might have. They probably would have been able to work it out. I don't know. They might have. I mean, at a certain point, I mean, I don't know if the Klingons have to. It's such a weird um, to me. And the, the the longer Star Trek goes, the weirder it is that the Klingons and to slightly lesser extent the Romulans uh, like exist as their own independent states. Like you have the Federation, which is a conglomerate, right? You start with four member races, and now there's several other member, like literally hundred over a hundred different member races, and their combined military might and everything, mm-hmm. right? Plus whatever strong allies they have, and then you have the, the the opposition, except for maybe the Dominion. the The opposition is almost always the Klingons, the Romulans, the Cardassians. It's always like a singular group of people, and like how do they have enough people? And resources to come up against like a, a certain point the federation just gets too big for the klingons to be a threat yeah. if that makes sense well, i mean it, space is very big it is like it is not to be reductive but space is massive like That's i went third to week a, in a row you've said that maybe I, I went to uh i went to an improv show the theme of it is science fiction and they were like we're exploring the what and i'm like i'm sitting behind the bar shouting gamma quadrant <laughs> like I'm just shouting it out like and, and the the host is not listening to me anymore because I've given so many great ideas that they've implemented in the sh- in the in the improv show that he just great listens ideas. to some Got random it. person say bottom left. So they they explore the bottom left quadrant. <laughs> and then I had <laughs> to correct I, I had to correct them. I was like cuz there was a coup and I was like if it's on a ship it's a mutiny technically. I just want to point that out. But uh I think the technically I think the main difference is that the Klingons have no interest in being explorers or I don't want to use the term diplomats. They, they used like, to, but yeah. But like they they have no interest in being like politicians in the sense like the Federation had like, hey, if you join us, you get a seat in That's the Senate. Same. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so like the Klingons probably have planets within their empire that they don't really like they rule them, but it's more like, hey, we show up once a year and you give mm. us all this stuff. And if you don't, we bomb you from orbit. Sure. And the Romulans probably do the oh, same, do the same thing. thing. Um, I mean, the Romulans enslave the people who live in the like the species from the same system as them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so that's what I said to a slightly lesser extent. So yeah. like, I, I think that's what it is, is that like there's Klingons, like there's probably so many of them because they're so dispersed. Sure. Like probably like much like the Roman empire. Cause I think that's kind of what Klingons are maybe not necessarily based on, but maybe inspired by a little bit, but like the Romans, like the true Romans or whatever that lived in Rome would just suck up the resources from everyone else. And so sure, sure. that's, they have all the, they have all these ships. Cause I think they even t- like, um, like a, a bird of prey only has a crew of like 14 people. Yeah. It's very, very small. And crew. so yeah. like, and it takes on, ships larger than it all the time true. and That's probably true. comes out victorious because there's no infrastructure. Um, so what they do is they just lower your shields, beep aboard your ship and try to, you know, they board you and try to kill you as quick as they can. 
Uh, yeah, I mean I, that makes that all makes sense to where they are, I guess, at this point. But eventually, they're going to be like the Federation is going to be large enough if it grows properly to where yeah. the, there's nothing they can really do about it. I don't know. It, well, it it's it's just always bothered me that they they don't come up against alliances that often. You know what I mean? Like they don't come up against another federation, so to speak, yeah. whether or not they have the same ideals or not. But I think it would be more interesting if the Klingons had other species on their ships, well, th- things like that. I, I don't know. Maybe not, maybe the Klingons are a bad example because of who they are, but the Romulan ships are huge and have other yeah. people, but they're also have a superiority complex. Like, you know, like all of them have a superiority complex. And when war first came aboard DS nine, like mm-hmm. in they, they go through the, all that crap with the, the Klingons attacking them or whatever, the battle of Tirok Noor or whatever, or the first one, at least. He says he's gonna he's gonna resign his commission and go join a something alliance freighter. Right. And so so I think there are other alliances. Is alliances is alliance side. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that like the problem is is that they're just so small or they're just so out of the way that we don't really know about them. Because I mean, like, how many times do we come across in Star Trek in universe like, oh, this is a the blah, blah, blah empire spanned the entire galaxy and now they're extinct sure. or whatever. Like that's when we first meet the Ferengi yeah. on, where, yeah. in anybody Canyon. So like but they're I, cool whips. <laughs> they are cool. They're uh, pretty cool. But um, no, I think, I think that's just what it is. We just, there's so many of them and space is just so large. Like, cause I mean, I've looked at the star Trek galaxy map before. Yeah, and I don't like know if the, there's an official one, but it's, yeah, it's but ever like, evolving. Yeah, like where the Federation sits, like on Terra Earth or whatever. Like it's kind of it's a really small part of the Alpha Quadrant. Oh, so, yeah. like I think that's just what it is. Like there are we just haven't seen them or met them or visited sure. them yet. It's just the the big the big baddies the the big Kahunas are the ones that we deal with. Sure. So I mean, and we have to keep. They they keep attacking us. I say us. They keep attacking Starfleet, and Starfleet keeps knocking them down. It just keeps yeah. happening. Eventually, they're gonna have to give up. Um, fun episode. Sorry for going off on Star Trek lore. I guess it's, it's, if you want us to become a Star Trek lore podcast, <laughs> let us know. You can hit us up uh, via the email I already mentioned, sci-fi wise guys at gmail or you can hit us up on the social media. We're on all of the social medias except for the Facebook. And I guess Mastodon. I forgot Mastodon exists. I don't think we're going to be joining Mastodon. Uh, yeah, exactly. Exactly, Chris. Uh, you can Our DMs are always open, uh, or you can just you know add us on whatever platform. Uh, it's, it's, I agree with you, by the way. I don't know if it was obvious. I agree with you. The Admiral's obviously the idiot. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And uh, second place being Mariner for going into debt to fix her problems. Never yeah. a good idea. Never yeah. a good idea. Doesn't understand capitalism for sure. <laughs> stay healthy, stay hydrated, and just remember a contract is a contract is a contract, but only between Frank. Bye, guys. of acquisition is that i have no idea i'm looking at the list it's cheating but this is 17th 17th okay okay